I want to welcome you to Daily Drive Time Devotions, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, day 2, and our look at this chapter, verses, the last part of verse 3 through verse 5 today. As we launch into these verses, I will admit that the next 10 or so verses, there are some difficult things to understand in these verses. Augustine writes of certain portions of this passage, I confess that I am entirely ignorant of what Paul means to say here. <laughs> these are difficult to understand. New Testament Greek scholar Vincent actually omits interpreting this passage in his four-volume commentary and says, I attempt no interpretation of this passage as a whole, which I do not understand. And F.F. Bruce notes that there are few New Testament passages which can boast such a variety of interpretations as this. And before we look at the verses today, look at some of the questions that grow out of these verses, let me just talk to you for a moment about a key principle that I've learned about studying difficult passages of the Bible. When you study a difficult passage of the Bible, here's the principle. Keep your mind on what God wants you to do. How does he want me to act? In some passages, there may be six or seven ways of looking at how a question could be answered about a meaning or understanding of something in that verse. But often in the end, in fact, almost always in the end, whichever of those six or seven you choose, the challenge to do, the challenge to act, the challenge to live is still exactly the same Thing. And because of that, I can easily live with knowing that there, there might be two or three ways of understanding some verses. Because I know that in the end, the call is still the same, to trust and obey in the same kind of way. Let me read the verses for today, and you'll hear some questions as I read. Last part of verse 3. For that day, the day of Christ, will not come until the rebellion occurs, and the man of lawlessness is revealed, the man doomed to destruction. He will oppose and will exalt himself over everything that is called God or is worshipped, so that he sets himself up in God's temple, proclaiming himself to be God. Don't you remember that when I was with you, I used to tell you these things? Well, you read these verses, and they immediately bring some questions. What is this rebellion that he's talking about? Who is this man of lawlessness that he's talking about? And it is important to understand as best we can what the Bible is saying here. What is this rebellion? That's all it says, so what is he talking about? Since he doesn't say for sure, since he doesn't use this exact phrase in any other letter, we're left in part to guess, but it's really not much of a guess. Even by the word, we understand what it means. The idea of this word is the idea of a political revolt or a religious apostasy. Apostasy just means falling away. People who fall away from faith because they never really believed in the first place. The only reason they said they had faith was to get something from God. They find a better way to get it, their selfish needs met, they'll, they'll go after that. So there'll be this falling away. And the picture here Paul is talking about here is, is of a great worldwide rebellion against God, against divine authority. And some people think you have to choose, is it political or is it religious? I, I think both meanings of the word are here. It's a political revolt and it's a religious apostasy. Both will happen in this rebellion. The apostle John talks about it, Jesus talked about it. This idea that at the end of time, there will be a falling away. People will fall away from faith, and that's one of the indications that the return of Jesus is near. Now, people read about this, this apostasy, and the, one of the questions they have is, is this the time of tribulation? Is that what this is talking about? No, this is previous to that time. This is indicating that that time, that end, is near. It's close when you see this happening. And Paul is saying to them, it hasn't happened yet. So if you're worried that Jesus has returned and you've been left behind, don't worry about that. That's what had happened. They thought, because of what somebody had said to them, that Jesus had raptured the church 
And somehow they'd been forgotten. They'd been left. Maybe because they didn't believe or maybe because somehow Paul hadn't taught them correctly. If you have ever walked into a room where there's supposed to be a bunch of Christians and nobody's there and you've thought, what happened here? Rapture? Even had that as a humorous thought, they were worried that Jesus had returned and had forgotten them. And Paul is writing to say, absolutely not. And here's one of the proofs of that. This great worldwide falling away from God hasn't yet occurred. He says when it occurs, it's going to be accompanied by a person, somebody called the man of lawlessness. Until the rebellion occurs and the man of lawlessness is revealed. Who is this, this man of lawlessness? Also the son of perdition or the man doomed to destruction. Is this person the same as the Antichrist? Absolutely, yes. The Antichrist, the man of lawlessness, the beast that's talked about in Revelation, these are all the same person. This is a world leader who will lead many astray, both politically and religiously, because he'll claim to be God. Look at what these verses tell us about this person. First, he's doomed to destruction. He's doomed from the beginning because he's going to oppose God. Anyone who opposes God is doomed from the beginning. And then these verses say he's going to oppose all that is God or is worshipped. And then these verses say that he's going to exalt, exalt himself over anything that's called God or worshipped. He's going to oppose God because he selfishly wants people to worship him as God. And the Bible tells us in other places that this is all going to be motivated by Satan. This person is just a tool of Satan. This person is going to be used to draw many people to himself, many people to follow him because they think, well, that's where my needs are going to be met. Those who don't know God are going to be fooled. Those who know God are not going to be fooled. It's going to be obvious as the nose on your face that this person is an evil person. In fact, the verses here say also that he's going to set himself up in God's temple, proclaiming himself to be God. Any believer in Jesus Christ, if you hear a human being proclaim himself to be God, you know it's a lie. There's no question about it. That's an easy one. Now, the question we have here in these verses is in the phrase, God's temple. There's been a lot written on these two words. Is that figurative for the place of God, or is it the literal temple in Jerusalem? All those words written when comparing what Jesus had to say and Revelation and what's said here, it seems that a literal temple is very likely here, but but that's not really the point. The point is that this is going to happen. Sometimes in all our talk about this temple and is it going to be set up and what's that going to mean, we miss the point. The point is this will happen. Whatever the place is, this person is going to proclaim himself to be God. And in that, he's going to draw people to himself. And in that, those people are going to be drawn away from God. Now, with these questions in mind, questions about rebellion and the man of lawlessness, let me ask the most important question of all. Why is Paul writing this? Paul is writing this not just to bring up questions. He's writing this because the people, the people that he's writing to have a need. They are upset. They're confused about the return of Jesus. They are afraid that somehow they had missed it. And so Paul writes, and the reason he gives them this understanding is not just to satisfy some intellectual curiosity. He gives them this understanding to increase their spiritual confidence to increase their confidence in their relationship with God. The day will not come until. The reason Paul told them these things while he was with them, and he writes them these things after he's left them, is because he wanted them to be able to live with spiritual confidence in their relationship to Christ. So as we close our look at these verses, that's what I'd like to take a few minutes to pray about. Your spiritual confidence, your confidence in your relationship with Christ. And in an attitude, a heart of prayer right now, Bring your mind, your heart before God 
and ask him to increase your confidence in your relationship, your hope, your strength found in him. You may have a lack of confidence because Satan is tempting you. He is tempting you to look at what's frightening in this world. He's tempting you to look at what's not right in this world. He's tempting you to think that that's all there is. Or he's tempting you to hold on to this world. If Satan is tempting you right now, just say, God, I realize that you are greater than the evil one. And in the end, you're going to win. Other people might call themselves God. Other people might act as if they're God or even draw others to themselves as if they're God. But you're the only God. So I reject Satan's temptations and I, I put my confidence in you. You may have a lack of confidence, not because Satan is tempting you, but because God is challenging you right now. God is saying, you're holding on too tightly to the things in this world. You need to hold on more tightly to the hope that you have in me, because that's what's going to last. Whenever I hold on too tightly to the things that are around me, I lose my confidence in my relationship with Christ, because I'm trying to find it in the wrong places. And if you found that happening recently, Say to Jesus right now, Jesus, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I put my confidence in the wrong things. Right now, I recognize that it's only in you that I can find the confidence to live in this world and into the next. I refresh my trust in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Tomorrow, we're going to be looking at verses 6 to 8. We're going to be looking at the holding back of and the revealing of this, this man of lawlessness. Mm-hmm.